Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. There are actual programs out there that are like, do what I do. And athletes sell that because fundamentally people look up to athletes and they're like, well, if this works for them, then it's what I should be doing if I want to have what they have. The flaw there is they don't have the experience and the progression and they haven't put in the time to be able to do that type of training. So what ends up happening is they end up scaling it down to a point it's no longer appropriate in the layout that it's laid out in. When you can't even do half the movements, that's problematic. Hey everyone, this is Meredith. You're listening to the Afternoon Snack Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our fitness program, which is our new kind of pet project, new company that we are going to be launching at the end of November on Black Friday. So maybe you're in the loop, maybe you're a part of our beta testing group, and maybe this is news to you. But if you want to learn more about what we're trying to do with this program, who it's for, what it is, what it is not, this is the episode. And we hope you enjoy it. Alex. Meredith. Welcome to the show. What was one workout class that you've done that you hated? Oh, geez. Hated or just like found very difficult? I guess not hated, but like what's your most interesting experience doing a workout class that mm. isn't CrossFit? Mm. I will say I, I've done a few spin classes in my life and I always found those to just be like kind of ridiculous. No offense to anyone who likes those. I just not my cup of tea. I used to do spin at this gym, Westside Rec Center, but I lived with my parents and we would go and it was like a legitimate spin class. Like we had people wearing like everything but a helmet in there mm. and the bikes had like wattage and stuff like it had an actual computer so you could see what your wattage was. And at the start of the classes, you would do like a five minute like threshold test yeah. and then use that number for the remainder of the class. It was like a legitimate workout. Mm. Then one time I went to one of those spin class studios, yeah, like the ones that don't have any lights except yeah. for the fluorescent flashing lights. Yeah. And that was weird and yes. kind of ridiculous. Because you can actually just sit there and like not do anything if you want. Yeah. And the instructor, I'm like, how are your legs moving so fast? Because it's like 130 to... RPM. I know. You're like, you know that like cyclists don't ride at that RPM. Yeah. And I'm like, like I'm yeah. really sweaty, but I think it's more because I feel like I'm like doing spin in a hot yoga studio. Yeah. I did it with one of my love interests at the time. Did you? Yeah. That was a date? Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty funny. I mean, like anything that gets someone moving their body, I think is a great thing. You do learn, I think, through the process of exclusion, what you don't really like. Well, it's still exercise. It's still like moving your body. Yeah. It's just like, what stimulus does it provide? And like at that point, this was like, I don't know, I think like three years into our relationship. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I thought three years was when you finally deleted Tinder off your phone. (laughs) You just kept like moving it. To like a further and further back screen. It was in so a, I, it's in a folder right now. Yeah. So like, you can't see it. it. It was still, <laughs> still active. Yeah. I did. Once we got in a really bad fight. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done with her. Mm. And like in spite, like in my extremely immature, just like spiteful anger, I downloaded Tinder. Yeah. And, I didn't realize. And I looked through and I was like, there's no one good out there. <laughs> I might as well try to make this one work. Oh, thank you. That was kind of you, I guess. You're welcome. But I also once did Zumba. I think I've done Zumba. I did Zumba in like university once. I don't remember anything about it other than that. I was like, yeah, I mean, I still can't dance and it doesn't matter if I'm in a group class or by myself. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how many times you show me the steps. I didn't do well in that class. I was actually meeting a friend who wasn't a love interest and it was at Westside Rec Center. So I was like, okay, I'll do my spin first, my 45-minute spin. Then I'll come over and do Zumba with you after. And I felt absolutely ridiculous. I was like the fittest one in the class, but also like just so bad. Yeah. I think we probably both went through like the same phase with our fitness, which was like, you know, athletes growing up. And then as an adult, you're like, hey, I know I, I need to do something and I want to because I like to exercise. So you just like kind of dabble and you you just it's like erratic. There's yeah. no pattern to it. You do a like a spin class. I used to go 
swim. Like I used to just go do gym circuits and like it was fine, but none of it was really working for what I wanted it to do. But I, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know because I had always kind of done organized sports like you did. And you have someone who's like telling you exactly what to do and you don't necessarily know how to go replicate it. Yeah. Probably the hardest, most surprising fitness class was a Pilates class that I did like last year with my sister when I was visiting North Carolina. And I don't know, like, I would like to think that I'm in like above average shape. Well, yeah, well above average. Shape. I would say so. You know, and I don't know that much about Pilates, but I was like, ah, oh, it's, you know, it's like sort of yoga plus some weird positions and there's some funky device that you get on. I was like, it's not going to be hard. I was like, I do hard workouts. Like this is going to be cake. And I have not sweat that much in a very long time. And I mean, you're sweating and like, you don't have shoes on, you have on like socks with sticky bottoms, like the kind of socks they give you in hospitals. So you don't fall those socks. And I'm just like dying. I'm like, what the hell is this? So it turns out static positions, holding, that's like a type of fitness that I don't have. Yeah. I don't know. That's like, I was really into hot yoga for a few years. And by really into it, I mean like I did it twice a week for like multiple years. I used to get up at 5 a.m. and go to hot yoga class every morning. I would go to 6 p.m. on Wednesdays and Mondays with my mom and my dad. Yeah. And then I would go to Bikram when I was in law school. I'd go every Monday. Okay, yeah. And then sometimes on Sundays. But yeah, I really loved yoga. And I do think that it did help with just general like mobility and stress management because you're there for 90 minutes and it's a lot about mindfulness. It doesn't really allow your mind to really drift. It's very like, I find flow state. Yeah. It's very active. It's like, especially the hot yoga, like vinyasa flow, you're like moving the whole time. Yeah. And it burns the static holds burn. Yeah. But I think I'd rather do mobility like that, like getting into positions and kind of working out while doing mobility than like sit and like stretch. Yeah, I've never myself. been a fan of like just stretching. I also was really into P90X at one point. Yeah, again, who hasn't done that? And it was really hard at the time. I feel like now I could probably do some more of it. And then Insanity. Which is like P90X on steroids. Yeah, it's like jumping around for an hour. Yeah. But I've done a lot. Yeah. And like CrossFit is by far the best from like an overall fitness strength building. Yeah. Even just like the... I mean, even CrossFit class where you're sometimes only working up for like, you know, 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think with CrossFit is like you're learning new movements, you're learning skills, which I think is important for your brain yeah. as well. Especially as you get older. Yeah. Like learning how to climb a rope, learning how to skip, learning how to do things that or relearning how to do things. Mm-hmm. I learning think that's, how to like kick up against the wall into a yeah, handstand hold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's empowering, but it's yeah. also really good for your brain to be like in a state of learning skills with your body for neuroplasticity. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for, but instead I used the brain, <laughs> the brain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it's like a Huberman word. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been around the block and then this last 10 years has been predominantly CrossFit and like we say CrossFit a lot, but really we do more just, it's like strength and conditioning that occasionally can look like CrossFit, but I think it is a bit more like if people haven't been to a CrossFit class, I would say if you go to a good gym, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like random programming, but it can feel random. And then if you're going like intermittently, I think you get benefits from going to CrossFit and you'll progress. But my biggest problem with CrossFit classes and most affiliates is that like kind of a lack of progression beyond what a person will adapt to just starting out. And so we do strength and conditioning programming that's like CrossFit, but better. So sometimes when we say CrossFit, as in we still do it. We're not necessarily going to a CrossFit gym and doing CrossFit. We're just doing our variation of it. Yeah. There's like strength and conditioning, which I think, if you think about like what a hockey player or in my experience, like a ski racer does in their off season, that's what I imagine like strength and conditioning to be. And CrossFit is like that with an element of like skill. Yeah. Like there's, you know, the kipping pull-ups and like rope climbs, things that like maybe a hockey player wouldn't do. It's a little bit more specific to like a sport. There may be more gymnastics, I guess. And then like you add like the clock and specific workouts that are, you know, kind of pillars of the CrossFit 
methodology, like Fran and stuff, like when you're doing workouts that are known and have come from CrossFit, I guess, then that's more CrossFit. Yeah. But CrossFit in its core, and for most people who aren't doing the skills, it's strength and conditioning. It's just exercise. Like the, the thing that really bugs me is that not all CrossFit gyms are great. Not all CrossFit gyms program great workouts. People can get hurt doing them if the coaching is poor. But there are movements that CrossFit didn't invent. CrossFit mm-hmm. did not invent the burpee. They didn't invent the thruster. They didn't invent anything really that they gets invented twenty one fifteen nine. Yeah, and some terminology. <laughs> but my problem is that people will see those movements done outside of a CrossFit gym or outside of the context of an affiliate, and you know they oh I don't want to do CrossFit. And I'm like no, like burpees have been a core component of strength and conditioning programs for literally and it's forever. It's actual function. It's functional fitness. Like I always think of, I don't know why I always think of like an old person. Cause it really could be anyone. Like if you fall down, getting back up is a burpee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe you're not like jumping and clapping <laughs> your hands at the top, You might, <laughs> but it's very functional as you age. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about this is because the topic for today is our fitness program. That was a horrible transition. I liked it. Okay. It we were worked. just kind of rambling and I was like, well, I wonder if people are thinking, why are they talking about CrossFit? If you've been under a rock and don't know this, we're launching a fitness program in hopefully if all goes well with the beta testing in the end of November on why and what it is and what we're looking to do with it. So we actually started a whole new company, but it will be under the tactic umbrella and it's creatively named tactic functional fitness. And yeah, we started beta testing that program this week. And this is something that we've sort of had kicking around for a long time now. And we kind of just decided to use the summer months, which tend to be a little bit slower to start to bring it to life. And for me and Alex, you can jump in, but it it feels almost like a full circle sort of situation because tactic nutrition definitely started as a performance nutrition company like we were athletes, we were still competing. We were looking at working with athletes. Like it was very focused on fitness and helping people who were doing fitness and were looking to do CrossFit competitions and things like that. And then pretty quickly, we discovered and figured out that we actually enjoyed working with people who were a little more beginner and yeah, helping people establish really basic habits with their nutrition. And a lot of the times people would eventually ask the question like, well, what should I be doing for workouts? So they would show you their workouts and, you know, you end up helping people with their fitness in addition to their nutrition. So we've done that for literally years, just like one off helping people with fitness. And it's really shown us what's lacking in the space as far as, you know, available programs go. What people go out and seek to do is not always super effective or well-designed. And we know that we have a high level of trust in our community. And we know that we have a lot of experience in this area as well. And so our goals with this program is essentially to bring to the people who we already work with and who follow us an accessible fitness program that is progressive. So it's going to progress people in multiple areas of fitness. So strength, aerobic conditioning, coordination, accuracy, balance, things like that, not just aerobic fitness, not just strength, not just isolated movements. Like we're looking at checking a lot of boxes from a fitness standpoint. And we're trying to bring that to people who may not have ever had exposure to functional training before, because we believe that that style training is incredibly effective and beneficial from a longevity and vitality standpoint. Yeah. We've been offering personalized fitness coaching for two years now. And the problem with that and with a lot of like personalized fitness programs, which are the best, in my opinion, if you have the right company and coach. So explain what personalized programming means. It's designed specifically for that individual and their goals. Based on their equipment, their Based on equipment, schedule, space, amount of time that they have to dedicate to their nutrition, current abilities, history with training. And It can be so specific and individualized that weights are provided like per set. Paces are provided. You mean like prescribed by the person writing the program? Yeah. Like it takes a little bit of the thinking out of it. Of course, that takes time to build that with your coach and them to learn about you and and be able to push you. But it's just, it's very personalized. The problem is, is the cost. These can run from $200 to $400 a month. 
USD or Canadian. I mean, you're in the ballpark. And that would be on top of paying a gym membership, presumably if you don't have a full home gym set up. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people spend 200 bucks a month to do CrossFit and there's a community there and there's a coach and that sort of thing. It's That's not personalized though. And we're kind of going for that, but even lower costs. So it's like you can have a gym membership and be able to afford this program to follow. So you're not going into the gym being like, what am I doing? Which I honestly think is why a lot of those people who show up to the gym on January 1st fall off because they have no clue what they're doing. I used to do workouts from magazines, Mm. from like women's health magazines. Circuits. Yeah. Yeah. That's like they're grabbing at anything nowadays. And there's so many options. And it's like, you know, we say that every type of movement is great. If you like walking, love it. If you like hiking, love it. If you like bike, whatever it is, great. But if you have the goal and a lot of our followers are, they're in the category of like, you know, aging and worrying about their muscle mass and their overall health. And for that, you need to lift weights. You need to provide the stimulus to your body to break down muscle and rebuild it, Mm -hmm. to train. And most of the programs out there aren't that. And that's kind of, we're filling that. It's like accessible, but also the right thing for most people. Yeah. It's like taking elements of the personalized program because it is for our clientele, which is, you know, the everyday athlete for the most part and tailoring it to that person with notes on how to scale. Yeah. So it's low cost, inclusive, and it's going to touch on all aspects of fitness and health. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not going to stand in for personalized programming, but we're trying to make it look pretty good for the price point. And we're not the first people like to come out with a program like this, like at this price point. There are plenty of programs that exist out there that are around this price point and presumably like trying to do what we're doing. But when you look at them, in my opinion, because I have looked at them, what they lack is progression. It's repeated workouts, repeated movements like week to week with increasing intensity, increasing load to build capacity across muscle groups and with specific types of strength and specific types of aerobic improvements rather than testing, I don't know, once a year, you know, you're, you're going to see progression across four weeks if you do four weeks of our programming, because we're going to work in four week blocks. And then you put enough of those four week blocks back to back. Not only are you going to make improvements across four weeks, but your overall fitness is going to improve across six months, a year. Imagine like a bar graph and all of these factors of your components of fitness, strength, conditioning, balance, coordination, accuracy, flexibility, those things. Each month, those bars are just going to shift up. And in you know some months, the strength bar may go way up. And then in other months, the aerobic bar may go way up. But if you stick with a program like this, those bars across the board are just going to start getting higher and higher and higher as your fitness levels up. And like these types of improvement, anyone can make improvements here. Anyone can do it. You don't need to have an athletic background. In fact, like people who don't have an athletic background and are starting more from a novice level, they'll make improvements faster, which is like, I mean, it's kind of cool and pretty motivating to see that happen so quickly. So that's the type of progression that we're going with. And it's tricky, like delivering a large program like this or to a large amount of people, because you are going to have people who are, you know, jumping in, they're going to have to, you know, hit the ground running and kind of get a, you know, maybe a bit of a reset at the next starting point of the next four weeks. But, you know, it all works out in the end if you stick with it consistently, like where you start, you know, oh, should I register at the beginning of the month? No, like you should just get started as soon as you can, because any amount of fitness is beneficial. And then take advantage of the community aspect that Tactic offers. Yeah. Online, on Instagram, and then on Facebook. Yeah. There'll be a members only Facebook group. She's already hopping with the beta testers. So yeah. Well, like, I mean, I guess some backstory is the website was not quite where I wanted it to be for beta testing to start. And that really became apparent the week before beta testing was to begin. So we had our hands tied a little bit because the options were, well, we'll do our best with this website that, you know, we know is not exactly what we want or we delay beta testing. So we decided to roll it out. So at least we can get the workouts tested and done while we work on some of the computer and the website issues, but the website ended up having like a lot of issues. So yeah, it's been a bit of a bumpy road, but the Facebook group, which we decided to set up for this beta group as well, has been like 
incredibly helpful because we can communicate with people who are struggling with the website and can't get to the workouts. Well, we can just post them in the Facebook group and, you know, help people kind of, you know, modify as needed and answer questions. So it's been really neat. I don't know how we necessarily scale that up, but we've got a good team working with us. So I'm confident we'll make it happen. But turns out starting a business is not as simple as it may seem at the beginning. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like what seems like a simple idea. Let's provide workouts to our people. That seems easy, but it's not. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be, but if you want to do it properly and you want to do it right, it's hard to even explain the number of things that kind of come up, you know, (laughs) but that's why we're doing the beta Mm -hmm. to answer these questions and to make sure that they aren't going to be questions when we launched the actual thing. I remember when you kind of were like, let's do this. Let's like get it going. You thought it was going to be this easy thing. And I was like, I mean, okay, I guess I'll just set aside all my free time for this. (laughs) Cause it is, it's like a new website. It's custom. It's going to function a lot like an app, but it isn't an app, but one day we want to have an app. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of the long-term plan. And it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot of work. Yeah. Because I think the difference between us and like a startup company is that we do have a large following and whatever we put out, it does need to be somewhat polished because I think that's the expectation. And we really like we should be delivering at that level now anyways, like we are in many other areas. So, you know, that's the bar that I set for us was that this is going to roll out and it's going to be like we've been doing it for years and that's the way it needs to roll out versus, you know, someone starting from zero with a handful of clients or not very many followers Not only do they not have like the resources or the capital to really roll out something like that, but it's probably not beneficial to do it anyways, because you want to let your customers kind of help develop it with you. Mm -hmm. So like our challenge was, you know, rolling something out that's professional, that's polished, that fits our brand and that people are going to perceive as a very high value product at a relatively low cost, but also involving our community to the extent that we're able to and helping us with the last bit of development and the tweaking and the fine tuning. So we want to leverage people in our community who have experience, who don't have experience. Like we're trying to get like a core sample of our following to make sure that we're developing a program that's doable and fun and, you know, effective and all that stuff. Yeah. While having a really high value feel. So it's sort of operating as like a nimble, large company. I don't know. Yeah. All the while, like making sure that the nutrition company is running as smoothly as possible and continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. But it was getting to the point of last year, I think, where we would post something that had to do with fitness or training or muscle building, which in my mind is very closely related to nutrition. It's like nutrition and fitness. It's like white on rice goes hand in hand. Well, for if people want, if they have a goal of like, I want to gain muscle mass. Yeah. And like, I just think it's lumped into the, to the kind of like the healthy lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. people are like, okay, I'm going to do this nutrition program, but like I also work out. And like a lot of people who come to us already work out and they just want the nutrition. It's very rare that someone comes and they don't work out, but many people seem, like you said, want to know that their fitness approach is valuable, is going to be beneficial for them as they put all this effort into their nutrition by hiring a coach and stuff. So like people have been asking us for a long time to take a look at their old stuff. We help people as much as we can. But based on some of the posts that we've done, it's very clear that people trust us. They know that we know, and I'm not tooting my own horn here or our own horn. I guess I am to some degree. Our horns. Our horns. I'm tooting our horns right now. I'll just say it. People trust us. They know that we're not bullshitting people. Like we're providing what works. It's not a magic bullet. You have to do the work, but if you're going to do the work, do the right work. And this is the right work. It's basic. It works. It's progressive. It's all those things that you said. And it's like, why not? People are asking us for this. We have to provide it. It was time. It was like, Hey, we built up enough of a reputation in the space with nutrition. And then with fitness, like we started even just naturally posting more about fitness and what that looks like. Yeah. And people started saying like, tell me more about your fitness program. I'm like, we don't really have one. We have one coach who does personalized programming. But for most of those people, like I said, it was out of their budget. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, you got to give the people what they're asking for. Especially when you're out, you're just sending people out the door. You're sending them to different programs and blogs. And you're literally just like, you're giving your business to other companies Mm -hmm. because you don't have something in place. I mean, that was a huge component of it. People are, you know, they're looking to us, they're asking. And so it's like, all right, like, here you go. And what this program isn't, and I could rant about this all day, but I'll try to keep it short. 
this is not what we do for programming. Like we'll do some of these workouts. We'll jump in and do them. You did one yesterday. I did one yesterday. It was, I was, (laughs) I underestimated the hell out of that workout. Oh man. It was the, if you're doing the program, it was like a four minute AMRAP of kind of like a DT workout, rest four minutes, do it again. It really messed me up. But anyway, and I love it because on the Facebook group, they're like, it's too short. And then the CrossFit people on the Facebook group were like, it's okay. Short <laughs> is good if the intensity is higher. Yeah. And it's, it's not always going to be high intensity, but some days are. And it sounded like that workout was pretty. Yeah. I'm like, if you <laughs> did those AMRAPs properly, you didn't want to do anything else. Yeah. That was enough for the day. But anyways, so yeah, what I was saying is this is, it's not the programming that we do. It's similar in some ways. And like I said, we'll jump in on it here and there, but we don't, let me think about how to say this. What is appropriate for a lot of people out there who are coming from a more like novice or intermediate level of like fitness and experience is different than what's appropriate for us. And what's appropriate for us would be downright inappropriate for a lot of people to be doing. And so that's really important because there are two things that exist on the internet. Number one, there are actual programs out there that are like, you know, do what I do. And athletes sell that because like fundamentally people look up to athletes and they're like, well, if this works for them, then, you know, it's what I should be doing if I want to have what they have. And, you know, the the flaw there is they don't have the experience and the progression and they haven't put in the time to be able to do that type of training. So what ends up happening is they end up scaling it down to a point it's no longer appropriate in the layout that it's laid out in. Or like your risk of injury just goes like when you when you can't even do half the movements. That's problematic. I mean, I remember when Rich Froning rolled that out, the What's Rich Doing program back in like 2015. That was like, boom, all these CrossFit athletes started doing that because they were like, oh, hang on. Like, here's an opportunity to make some cash. You know, you're jumping on different programs. And so, and I'm sure that exists in other arenas as well, not just CrossFit. So that exists. And then also like the flip side of that is people will sell programs and they will tell you that it's what they do. And a lot of times these folks, these are the people who are, they're shirtless on Instagram. They're super ripped, super oiled up. You know, they have amazing lighting in whatever studio they're shooting in and they're selling programming that they don't do. You know, maybe they do it now, but it's not what they did to end up in the physical state that they're in currently. And so, you know, then again, they're using kind of their appearance and their bodies to sell this program to people who just want to look like them. And you see this with ex-CrossFit athletes. I know. I know. Unfortunately, I just don't want like, to drop like, a lot of names. I'm not going to drop names, but it's like you're doing a program that is completely different than and probably much more appropriate for the average athlete, even though you're using a body that was created by 10 plus years of doing elite level CrossFit and yeah. training five plus hours a day to sell it. Yes. Like that's not going to work. No. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like ethically like there's a problem there, but there's there's no policing on the Internet. You can't stop people from doing that. But that's not what we're doing. Like, that's not how we're going to sell it. We're going to be upfront with the fact that, number one, this is not the program that we do. And, you know, even if we jump in and you see us doing some of the workouts, it's not the program that we've been doing. Like, it's, it's not that different. It's just a little bit less. And it's, I would just say it's a little bit less. It's just not as much volume. Like I look at the programming and I'm like, this isn't crazy different than what I do. I just do more. Yeah. And there's more skill because I'm more experienced as a CrossFit athlete and I run a lot. Yeah. And like you do more volume of squatting, like it's just different, but the actual like bones of the structure, they're not that different. No, 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 no. But yeah, it's not, it's still progressive training. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's not like oh, well, we've been doing this programming for years. And so now we're going to roll it out to you. Like no, today I it. have 130 toes to bar in a 15 minute EMOM. Like that's not in your programming. It's no. not tactic because we're not selling to people like me. We're selling to people like you. Yeah. You do not want to do my programming. No. And that's again, I'm not like saying I'm better. It's just, I'm different. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be defeating. You want to do something that you look at and you're like, I can do that. Or I can do a version of that. And eventually I'm going to be able to do that. Right. It's just, I think when you're faced with a workout that is so ridiculous or a week of workouts, that's so like, oh my goodness, instead of trying and doing half of it, you end up just like falling off. Yeah. Cause you're like, I don't know how to begin to scale that. And then you start questioning like, 
if I'm scaling it this much, is it even effective? Yeah. And a lot of times, like there aren't scaling notes provided and no, it's not effective. Yeah. I mean, if you've listened to our last few podcasts, the one we did on running, it's no different. Mm -hmm. Like if you're starting a new program and it's so much at first and you're going too hard and you're so sore, like, yeah, you're going to be a little sore when you start any new program, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be so much that after a week or two, you're dead. Right. Or you're tired or you just, you're like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. It should be something that is sustainable. And that's what we're going for. Exactly. And it is different. Like I'm kind of excited to see and hear the feedback from people who, because we, we do have a lot of people doing beta testing who have some experience with CrossFit, like you said, and they understand the value of the shorter days. And then, yeah, you have people who are coming from a more traditional, like strength training background or like a bodybuilding training background where their days historically are like, you know, tons of different movements and lots of sets and, you know, to see one strength movement and then one conditioning workout and some accessory, like it looks like a really light day, but if you put the right amount of intensity into what you're doing, it's not a light day. It's a really hard day. Yeah. Actually, I'm like interested to see how those people like it and progress and the feedback that they provide. And, you know, fundamentally, I think if you want things to be different, you have to do them differently. And this offers like an amazing opportunity for that from a fitness standpoint. It's like if you've only ever done, you know, treadmill or Peloton or you're, you know, you are a, like a Zumba person, but you're looking to dabble into functional fitness, like you're going to see amazing changes as a result. You're going to get better as an athlete. You're going to develop more coordination. If you're coming from a strength training background and you're looking to get more aerobically fit, like you're, that's going to happen too. In addition to building more functional movement patterns that are going to help you in everyday life. Yeah. I'm interested to see how these different types of athletes, because tactic moved we are like so far out of the CrossFit space now. It's not even funny. So we're drawing all these people in who are new to functional training. And it's so exciting to be the ones who can like, you know, expose them to it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client, an older client. I haven't been working with her for about a year now. She reached out. She's very much into rowing, but understands that she needs to be strong to be a good rower. So she was reaching out to me to ask today about this program because she wants it to supplement her training in the off season. I was like, yeah, it's so perfect for that. Yeah. And it's like, even for endurance athletes, like when I start my run club back up, I might use the bones of this program or certain days to supplement the running program as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like I said, not that different from what I'm doing from a strength and conditioning standpoint outside of running. Yeah. It could work well. Yeah. It is a program that's like, it's effective by itself, but it's not so much that you can't do other things on top of it. And that was, I think really important to us because we do a lot of things on top of our training, biking, running, trail running, skiing. And, you know, ultimately I think the goal of fitness is to be able to use it outside, Mm -hmm. you know, to not only it makes you better at life, but it is more fun to do other activities. And if you're so exhausted from your training session that you don't want to go outside and do other things, you don't want to go outside and use it, then what's the point, you know, been there, done that. Yeah. Not fun. The other day, this is going to be off topic, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. The other day, this online sort of magazine in the CrossFit space called Morning Chalk Up posted an article about how sedentary elite CrossFit games athletes are. I read that. Which is not surprising. Like, I think that is probably the case for a lot of other athletes who train a lot. But CrossFit athletes train a lot nowadays. And it was funny. They interviewed, I think it was an actual, maybe an actual study, but they had interviewed some games athletes and it was all men that they interviewed. And someone was like, uh, may want to check in with the women because there may be a bit of a gender difference here, which I also agree with. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I guess, yeah, I've been there where you're just, you're doing two sessions per day. You are trading for like four hours a day or more. And yeah, anything that you do outside of the gym takes away from your ability to recover from those sessions and adapt and get better. But not even from a physical standpoint, like a mental standpoint too. Yeah. It impacts your ability to do your job. Oh, 100%. If your job is is more of a desk job and you're using your brain, like physical training like that is going to take a toll. Yeah. You can't just switch. Okay, now I'm going to do my other stressful thing in my life, like having trained for four hours today and have it not impact that. Like that's nuts. Yeah, exactly. And then I think Rich Froning posted about how his new thing, he's really passionate about like getting outside with fitness. I love that. I was really glad to see him share it because I think that a lot of people just really want to follow in 
the footsteps of these CrossFit Games athletes. And you do have people with jobs and families and obligations trying to do two sessions a day to be competitive in whatever way they, you know, they want to be competitive and it might be taken away from their life in other areas. I was glad to see someone who's, you know, like Rich, who's very well known in the space, come out and say that. But what I was thinking was, as you were talking about people not being able to do their jobs, was this story that I got told. It's been um, maybe a year and a half or two years with this guy reached out and he was at the time on one of the RP diet templates. And so I'm sure you're familiar, Alex, but if the listener isn't, those, especially for cutting phases, on your non-training days, your food intake drops and their whole thing. And they have t-shirts. So this is not, you know, sharing something that they don't already share themselves is that you have to earn your carbs. And there are other people in companies who also prescribe to that. And we certainly don't, but this guy reached out. And so on your rest days, on your days out of the gym, you eat less food, specifically fewer carbohydrates, which in my mind makes absolutely no sense at all. But so this so guy- So that when you get back after your rest day, you feel even more like garbage. Even worse. Even worse. <laughs> what yeah, this, all this is, is like combining a, it's like a bodybuilding diet protocol plus CrossFit, which is like the worst idea, but like, that's what it is. So- yeah, this guy reached out and he was like, I've been doing this, but I feel really bad. And he, you know, he gave me his schedule. And essentially he's like, my work schedule is this. And, you know, I, I work at a desk, but then two days a week I'm on the manufacturing floor. And I think he said he got something like 17,000 steps in a day, like just like constantly back and forth. And I mean, these manufacturing plants, depending on which type he works in, they can be quite big. Like we used to have them at the facility that I worked at. And he's like, so I make sure that my rest days are on those days because they're long days. I'm really active and I, you know, I don't feel good when I go in the gym on those days, but he was on an RP template. And so he was also not eating on those days because in his mind, there was a difference between like non-exercise activity and training. When in reality, his energy needs on that day the 17,000 step per day was probably way higher than a training day where he's sitting at his desk all day. So I was like, I mean, it makes sense why you feel horrible because you're kind of doing things backwards and you really should be eating more on these days. And if you really feel passionate about reducing intake on specific days of the week, you should reduce your intake on, you know, maybe two of your lower volume training days. Yeah. This could be a whole topic on rest days, which maybe we'll get into. Yeah. But I actually, for some people, suggest eating more on your rest day. That's generally even if you aren't walking 17,000 steps. Yeah. Because you're sitting and like, not necessarily sitting, but like your body's in a better state to like rest and digest and repair. Yeah. And that's what a rest day is for. So if you're under eating on that day, it's super weird. You're not maximizing the ability to recover for the next block, which means you're not adapting. No, it just makes no sense. And like, Often people who are exercising a little bit less on a day, their hunger cues are probably a little bit stronger, can be the opposite for some people. Yeah. And it's very personal to some degree, but, or can be personal to some degree. But anyways, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But yeah. So I've had a few people ask on Facebook and Instagram if there's going to be like a nutrition component to this program. And the answer to that is no. We, (laughs) I'm sorry, not right now, probably not ever, but we are trying to make this a standalone offering for people who, either have a good understanding of nutrition. Maybe they work with us as clients and they, you know, they just need to work out and we're trying to price it so that it's approachable. And the more that we add into it, the higher the price has to go. And then you have something that is not as approachable from a cost standpoint, potentially because it includes things that people don't necessarily need or want. So no nutrition for this one. You can hire our other company for nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. There's a plan only. Yeah. And coaching. Yeah. So... Two options. Two options. Yeah. I think long-term, like what's the long-term vision with this program? Take over the world, oh, obviously. Okay. Build an app. Yeah. I think app is, the app is pretty high on the priority list. You've been talking about an app for years and like, I don't know if you listeners know this, but I'm scared of technology. So I've been a little bit averse to like expanding in that way, but it definitely seems like the next step. Legit, when I showed Alex chat GPT, you were I very cried. close to crying. I cried. Yeah. I was like, the robots are taking over exactly what I have always thought. Was have always happen. thought and feared. Yes. <laughs> um, but chat GPT doesn't even work. No, it's a really horrible AI. It's not like, accurate. I ask it for things and it doesn't give me the right answers. It can't even calculate macros. No, it can't. Yeah. So I'm and like, it can't okay, give you safe. a meal plan that has the right macros in it. No. Like, 
I haven't yeah. been on there for a while and I was trying to do a sample day of eating for someone. I gave up and I had to do it manually because they kept getting it wrong. And you can even be like, do this again, but make sure the math works. And they is, are the people behind chat. GPT. <laughs> the AI bots. <laughs> yeah. The people in the computers. They're in the computers. Yeah. So I think an app will be next. And I think um, iCloud still scares me more than chat GPT. Are you serious? The cloud. iCloud? iCloud. Why? I just, I cannot. I cannot wrap my head around it. What is the cloud? What is it? Is it an actual cloud? Is it a thing? Where does everything go? Where does everything live? Servers. Servers. Do you know what a server is? No, I don't. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll save that for another time. I use a paper planner, Meredith. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Point taken. Other long-term goals would be to expand on like specialty programs and more specific offerings for people who have a more specific focus, maybe on endurance, on running, on powerlifting, Olympic lifting, things like that. So basically kind of have this like core programming and then just little like it'll just kind of spider web out. Yeah. Not like we're not going to have a crazy amount. Like I don't foresee it, you know. Yeah. Not unlike other programs. Yeah. And then maybe some in-person events eventually. That is going on the website, in-person events. It's going to be empty, but it's just, it's there as a reminder that that's a goal. Well, as a reminder, we have Philly coming up, so that's an in-person event. Yeah. As far as like the delivery of this program goes, it's going to be daily workouts delivered sort of blog style, or if it's, you know, on an app, it'll be one per day. I think some people are very used to buying programs online that are just like, boom, here's six weeks of programming. So I definitely had a few people reach out about it and be surprised that this was our delivery method. But the reason for that, I think, is that we see fitness as definitely more of a long-term commitment than, you know, buying a six-week program, doing that six-week program, and then finding something else. Like, this is the program you do for years. That's what we want anyways. And when you deliver it daily, you have a lot of people working together, doing the same training. That helps build the community. And I think, ultimately, this allows a really great and really the first opportunity for us to connect our community in an online forum, like Facebook group, or, you know, if the app offers that eventually, and it is a way to connect and then a way that we haven't really been able to do with nutrition just because of some privacy issues. Yeah. I had a client ask about schedule change, like Thursday's a rest day. So moving a workout, like moving certain workouts around to get them all in, that's also something like it's flexible within the the structure yeah of course yeah i mean it has to be yeah yeah because that's what keeps you going yeah and we want this to fit into your life and not the other way around yeah just like our nutrition program exactly this episode is brought to you by tactic nutrition is there or is it brought to you by tactic functional fitness i <laughs> just because i plugged tactic nutrition it was a joke oh i see that was a good one thanks yeah i mean i missed it totally yeah but- Let's talk about basic equipment that people might need for this program. So it is not an equipment-free program. There are some equipment requirements. You might be able to scale to at-home body weight for a period of time, but I find those get very repetitive. Anyone who worked out at home during COVID probably understands how repetitive that gets. And you just end up doing a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, hey, I'm tired of doing lunges yeah, and air squats and push-ups. It's better than nothing. What if I drink the milk out of my milk cartons that I'm using for weights. What am I supposed to do then? A can of beans does not provide the right stimulus. <laughs> I filled up my backpack with my entire pantry and it's still not heavy enough. Yeah, I mean, you can get by with that, but I think a set of dumbbells, a couple of different weights is a good place to start. If you have the space in like your garage or a spare bedroom, you can get like inexpensive racks on Amazon, Titan Fitness. Titan Fitness has one that you can put on a wall yeah. with a pull-up bar for like $250. Yeah. And I know like not everyone can afford that, but that's like one month of gym or like personalized programming. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think like part of the reason why pricing this low is very important to us is it does allow people to spend money on like outfitting a home gym. Are like, you going to talk about the price? Oh, what we're going to price it at? Yeah. Well, I think that's still being determined, but we're looking probably around the $30 mark for price per month. Yeah. But yeah, that allows for people to save up and, you know, buy a piece of gym equipment once per month. You know, you start outfitting your home gym slowly over time. And then, you know, after a year, you have quite a collection of equipment and you can do better workouts and more diverse workouts and get 
you know, a better stimulus using the intended equipment and things like that. But yeah, I think like if you're out there and you're like, ooh, Black Friday is coming, I'm going to take advantage of the Black Friday deals. Like Meredith said, a couple of like average weight dumbbells, like yeah. nothing too heavy. Mm-hmm. Or most like probably like 20s would be pretty good for most people. 25s. I don't know. Get three. You get like 10, 20, um, 30, 20, 35 or like 10, 25, 40. Yeah. If you're- get some bands. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would say squat rack and a pull up bar. Barbell. A barbell with plates. Maybe some like flooring, like a mat. A box. A box. And then the next thing for your birthday or for Christmas, you ask your partner or your parents or Santa or Santa to get you something that is like a cardio machine, like a yeah. rower. Rowers are a thousand bucks. I think you can actually get them on Facebook Marketplace. Oh my gosh. Go on Facebook Marketplace. Because people are still trying to get rid of their stuff. Treadmills are actually pretty cheap. Even if you just get like a cheapo. If I had to have only one piece of cardio equipment in the gym, it would be an air bike and a salt bike. Okay. Yeah. An that's echo a good bike. one too. But if you're like looking for one and you're, especially if you're a female and you're not super strong, you can go on Facebook marketplace and find like an old Schwinn Airdyne, yeah. like the old school air bikes, the ones that like maybe your grandparents had or your parents had. They're sometimes gold, sometimes white, sometimes <laughs> bronze. Those um, are the worst. They actually hurt because you can actually get the RPMs up yeah. pretty high, especially as a female. I always say like, that's the bike you want to be on if you're really trying to build aerobic capacity. Yeah. And you don't have the power output necessarily to move a heavier duty air bike. Yeah. Airdyne. And you can get those for, I mean, I was on Facebook Marketplace the other day. You can get them for like 150 bucks. Yeah. And even if the screen doesn't work, doesn't matter. Get it anyways, because at least you have something to ride and you can just go on a timer. Yeah. But, so I think you could probably outfit a gym on Facebook Marketplace for a decent amount. Yeah. Like nothing too extreme and set yourself up. I mean, gym equipment, if you're really dedicated to this, you could have it for many, many years. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, is it is a long-term investment. And if fitness is something that's important to you, you just start to incorporate it into your home. And, you know, speaking from someone who used to go to a gym every day to train for one or two sessions, having a home gym is an absolute life-changing investment. It allows you to spend more time with your family. It allows you to spend more time doing other things. Like for us, you know, we put so much of our extra time into building our business or to going outside and doing actual activities that bring us joy because we aren't spending 90 minutes driving per day. Yeah. The fittest people I know have home gyms and I don't know if it's the home gym that made them fit or if they got a home gym because fitness is important to them. But either way, I think it probably is the chicken and the egg situation. Once they have the home gym, it keeps them fit and you can pack more into your day, which you know, in a society where productivity is the gold standard, yeah, might as well go for it. If we were smart business people, I would have affiliate links set up for you to click so we could earn kickback commission on any equipment that you buy. But we don't have that because we just want to make that recommendation as two people who care greatly about your fitness. Can we do affiliate links for Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> Just anything, anything purchased on Facebook. I don't a percentage so. goes so to Alex. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. So I love the thrill of selling something on Facebook Marketplace. That's just because we did a bunch of it. I know. And it felt so good. Yeah. Every time you're like, man, I just sold that for way less than I bought it for it. It feels <laughs> awesome. I feel accomplished. It does. Yeah. It's you're like so 40 weird. bucks for something that I bought a year ago for 240. Yeah. I uh, taking it as a win. I sold. I sold straight some, to Timmy's. Straight to Tim. I'm getting Tim bits. <laughs> I'm getting a large ice cap. I did. I sold a chair and was like, "This is gonna pay for lunch." Oh my gosh! At Tim Hortons on the way to Fernie. I feel bad because <laughs> I sold some wheels on Facebook Marketplace that came off of our truck because I graded the wheels on the truck, and the guy that bought them had messaged me maybe like a week before asking if they would fit his truck because he had like a 2023. Colorado and these came off of a 2022 Canyon. So similar truck. And I, but I said, I was like, I don't know, like you need to check with a dealer. And so then he messaged me if they were still available. I said, yes, he came and got them. I gave him a great deal on them because I just wanted them out of the garage. And he messaged back like two days later that they didn't fit and was wondering if he could return them. But we were already like packing up the leave. And so. also Facebook marketplace does not have a return policy. Yeah, I was like, sorry, dude. I'll, I'll tell you where I was going to go sell them in town and you can go there yeah. and see if they'll give you a good deal on them. But I've only purchased one thing on Facebook Marketplace and that was a rower. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up 
getting to know that one gal. The one from who went <laughs> yeah. to who, who the volleyball player from yeah. NC State. And yeah, she had so a puppy random. and stuff. Yeah. It was a great meeting. I thought so. And then you just bought your Wahoo. I did buy a Wahoo trainer off Facebook. And both were like brand new. Yeah, they're just like, I never actually used them. And I'm like, well, this is- Fitness equipment is the best on Facebook Marketplace because uh-huh. it's always new. Yeah. Because people don't use it. So just don't be one of those people. Yeah. Be one of those people who benefits from the people who buy new and never use. Exactly. This Capitalize. podcast is brought to you by Facebook <laughs> Marketplace, by Meta, Metaverse Marketplace. That actually has a ring to it. They should yeah. change that. Anywho, yeah, so I guess when this podcast is dropped, there'll be a few more weeks before the fitness program is released, but tentatively we are going to be releasing that live to the public on Black Friday, which is November the 24th, and programming will go live the following Monday. So, and and it's going to tie in nicely with our holiday challenge, yes. which will also be coming out on Black Friday. Yep, exactly. So, so pull up your pants and get ready. Pull up your panties cuz <laughs> it's going to be a very productive months. Yeah. If you do both the challenge and the fitness The program. best would be getting to the end of December, which is typically a very difficult month for people from nutrition and fitness standpoint mm-hmm. and having crushed it. Oh my gosh. Can you so imagine? You're welcome in advance. Because that's going to be you. Yeah. If you do both. But only if you do both. Yeah. If you're not on our email list, make sure you get on that. If you go on our website, it just pops right up. So you can hop on it because that's where we're going to be releasing the program first. And also any announcements will go there. And that's it. I think, yeah. Appreciate all your support, especially if you're in our beta testing group and for putting up with our website BS. It's not, we're not doing it. It's our website people who are horrible, but yeah, it's going to be fun. If we could do it ourselves, we would. It upsets me that I can't, but that's just the person that I am. Like Meredith, just a quick story to send you guys off to your week. Meredith and I do a lot by ourselves. And this isn't just for the business, it's like general life, like moving. It was all us. And that's okay. Like we are very competent people, right? Two girls, one truck. Yeah. Like we can handle heavy items. We're strong. Like I would say smart enough, mm-hmm. but it's like when something isn't doable, it's like we cannot accept it. So no. the other day we ordered a treadmill and it arrived and we had to get it out of the truck into the garage. And we stood there for like over an hour, just like trying to figure out how we could do it. Yeah. And finally, we were just like, we have to get our friends. We got to get our friends to come over. Because the base And as soon like, as we did, they, it was no problem. I know. But I'm like, we, why can't we do it? Yeah. Like, well, you can't do it because it's over 400 pounds and it's like very large. Yeah. And it just wasn't. No. And then it was like, what about lifting straps? What about if we move the truck to here? What if? And it just, so yeah, we're relying on some other people for this project, yes. which is good and also frustrating at times. Very. But. Anyways. It'll come together. It will. Thanks for listening. We appreciate the support. Like, subscribe, share, and we'll catch you on the next one.